0: Hey everybody, this is Craig Cottle, director of Nature Alliance School, coming to you again for the Survival Show podcast, mainly musing segment, where I dig into what it is that is going on in my wacky head. And I have been digging into some deep subjects as of late. Usually I try to be rather simple, because I am simple. But at times it's worthy of our discussion, it's worthy of our coming together and thinking about things, and I try to offer fruit, if you will, that you can partake of that fruit and see what you think about it, always, I'm always open to listening to you, shoot me an email personally at info at naturereliance.org, that's my website, check me out there, on the about side you can see my background and my bio and all the things that go along with it. But I want to, before I get started, I wanted to make sure that I say this again. I haven't said this in a while, but you'll notice the Manly musing segment here on the Sorrel Show podcast is me, Craig Cottle. I don't pretend to speak for David. Uh, I would never do that. Uh, When we're having discussions together, we try to come to terms and understand one another. But uh, I don't pretend to offer what it is that I'm doing here on the Manly Musing segment and David agree with it. So usually he does. Usually he actually texts me, which is rather kind of him, to offer his encouragement. But we'll see with that as we move forward. I'm always trying to challenge myself and understand things better. So again, as I mentioned, this is part two of a Uh, Two-part series. Part one, what I dug into was Marxism, not because I'm a fan of it, because frankly I'm not a fan of it at all, and I want it to be destroyed. And currently we are in the middle of what I would consider an outside entity, utilizing Black Lives Matter and Antifa to utterly destroy the fabric and foundation of what it is that this country stands on. And so what I wanted to do in part one, go back and listen to that, is discuss some of the foundational concept of Marxism so that we can understand it. Not because I want you to become a Marxist, but because I want you to understand the enemy. And by understanding the enemy, you know better how to attack that enemy. What I want to do here in part two is go into some of that exact thing, which is how to defeat Marxism basically at its core. Now, before I get into that, what I want to do is remind you to look in the description below. There are some sponsors there. Usually those sponsors have something to do with ultimate survival tips, whether it be David's knives or the tiny survival guides that David has put out. Check those out and get you some, get you some. All right. So David's got several new knife designs that surround the MSK1 original design that he came up with several years ago. And the Tiny Survival Guide is a text, a book, a um, fold-out guide that, golly, we've seen an incredible amount of success with it. and very happy that you all are liking it. Pick up a couple more, five more, 20 more, and pass them out to your friends. Um, that is an, an, a really useful resource. People are discovering that it's been an incredible resource. Now, let's get into part two, and let's talk about how we're going to take Marxism out. Marxism, uh, Marxism out at its core. Man, I have a tough time saying that. That's good. I don't want it to readily fall off the tongue. All right, now, uh, to defeat Marxism is going to take a few steps. And one of the ways that I started trying to get ready for this podcast and to dig into it a little bit was uh, I have a book that I read a long time ago. Yeah, not really a long time ago, rather a little a little while ago. And the title of this book is How to Defeat Marxism at Its Core. That's what I'm saying. So I'm borrowing heavily from this book. But these steps are pretty simple and they're easy to understand for the average ordinary person that might be listening to my Manly Musing segment. So check it out. That's what we're going to be getting into. Now, as a general thought, what I wanted to try to focus on is what is, what, what is basically the flaw, if there is a flaw, if we if we were to look at Marxism and go, okay, what's the problem with it and how can we beat it down? What is that flaw? I think that is worthy of our consideration is how do we how do we look at it and go, We can destroy it and this is how we can destroy it. And here's what it is. The major flaw with Marxism is the belief that property, the stuff that you own, the stuff that I own, cannot and will not exist inside of communism meaning everything that i have is yours and everything you have for me everything you have is for me now i mentioned earlier this idea of sharing a well from a christian perspective and I do, I do i do appreciate that but again to emphasize what we talked about briefly in part 1 what we're discovering in this country at least in the united states of america is because there are a number of social programs that have been instituted in our capitalist society and in our government, what we're finding is those social social programs usually involve helping out people that don't help out the system at all, and people take advantage of that system itself. And so you give these handouts, and you assist, and you help, and you help bring uh, some semblance of normalcy to people that don't have normalcy And they take advantage of it. And when they get back on their feet, for lack of a better way of saying it, then they don't put back into the system. They just live off that same system. Anybody that's looked at welfare programs has known and seen this without a shadow of doubt. There is no doubt. There is no debate. There is no argument by anybody that can say that people are not abusing that system. And so I've shared this a long time ago, maybe, I think. But a good friend of mine works for the Social Security um, for the social security office. What's it called? Social, social security. Anyway, social security, that's who he works for. And he told me a story a long time ago about how uh, he works here in the um, Eastern Kentucky region, one of the most impoverished regions in the whole country where people just talk, really don't have much of anything. And he was interviewing a family and they had had disabilities in the parents. And then they had a child, one of the children had a disability And the next child that they had was born perfectly healthy. And this is a comment that came out of the parents' mouths, literally. And they wholeheartedly believe this. And that is they said something along the lines of, that kid wasn't very lucky because he came out healthy. And that is quite frankly in my mind very profound. And that. This family had been living off the government and living off disability and social programs, which again, I love helping people that need help. But this family had been doing it for so long that having somebody that did not have a disability in the family or making a disability happen, however you can actually do that, is something that was a problem for them. And so that illustrates, you know, it's only one case, but there's, numerous cases like this where people abuse social security, abuse welfare programs. And so I'm just not a fan of taking the whole country that direction because people will fall off and they will not offer anything to the society as a whole. And again, I'm not talking about people that can't, I'm not talking about people that are actually disabled. I'm not talking about people that are mentally challenged. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people that are physically able to provide And do what it is that they're supposed to do to take care of their family. They're not going to do that for the society as a whole. Because we've seen it happen. And it's happening all around us. So in this text that I mentioned to you earlier. uh, Titled, How to Defeat Marxism at its Core. um, Subtitled, The Five Steps That Will Bring Our Civilization Back. Here's step number one. Number one is recognize its basic flaw as a reliance on materialism. Meaning the whole the whole of marxism relies upon this idea of goods and that goods are equally shared among all people and that everybody is going to be in the business of taking care of everybody else you know i've said it so many times already it doesn't bear repeating here but the basic flaw here is that is that there is a reliance literally on goods so what happens if the goods company production gets shut down or hit by a tornado or destroyed by war or some variation, what happens? Somebody's not providing something to, to the group as a whole, then they don't get anything. So that is worthy of our discussion and worthy of our interest here. So consider these things, then take them as you will. I'll definitely have some reading resources for you at the, at the end of this particular podcast too. Number two one of the things that we need to do is we need to inform others of that particular premise anytime that we can, any place that we can. And that's part of the reason I'm sharing this with you today. You know, I, I mentioned in part one, I believe, and I don't know if I ended up getting into it, but I have this handbook from the United States Army Special Forces, and it's about insurgencies and fighting insurgencies and how to assert. Uh, take down a country government, uh, how to uh, defend our own government so that it doesn't be, it's not taken over. And, you know, I've got special forces friends that I've trained and I've trained with over the years that started talking about this concept a good 10 years ago, easily 10 years ago, talking about some of the things that were happening. And And to me, again, I mentioned earlier, I think now that I'm recalling it, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this. I just didn't see it at the time. And now that my eyes are wide open, I'm starting to see some of the things. I'm glad that they were able to inform me back then. And that's part of what I'm doing now is I'm informing you as best I can and so that you can dig into it and study yourself. Number three of ways that we can defeat Marxism is to rely on yourself and the God who made you. And so if you believe in any higher power, then believe in that higher power, that that higher power can can help you get through anything. If you don't, at the very least, rely on yourself. Look to yourself. That doesn't mean that you don't ever look for others for help. Definitely. We all need help from others at different times. If you get up, got up this morning and flipped on a switch at your house and electricity came on, unless you generated that electricity yourself, you, by all intents and purposes, rely upon somebody else. Same thing with clean water. If you opened a, clicked, uh, uh, flipped open the faucet and got clean water, you flushed the toilet today, and you did not source that water yourself, then you rely upon others. With that said... Do everything you can to pay for those bills on your own by your own hard work. Earn your keep. Get a job. Don't rely upon others. That's another reason I think this whole idea of of, health care for all and particularly college education for all is asinine. I'm not saying that they're, they're not already programs like Medicare, um, and even Medicaid here in the state of Kentucky that are beneficial to people that need them but again there's so many people that particularly as it relates to Medicaid that have relied upon Medicaid that have never put anything into the system They're not helping they're just taking So do what you can to rely upon yourself you know several years ago when I first got out of college I worked as a registration manager in a hospital. Uh, I have a degree in statistics business business management. And that was the first job I could get out of college. And it worked fairly well for a couple of years. And I earned some money, not much at all, really. I think my my starting pay was like $14,000 a year. Isn't that crazy? That was 1988. No, 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 no. What, 1991 after I got out of, not after I got out of high school, after I got out of college. So with that said, me and my wife, because I I was married at the time when when, uh, I got out of school, we lived on that kind of money. And we did some things to earn our keep to, we lived in a house for a short while that was run or that was owned by my family, but basically I redid that house and they didn't have to pay for it in an effort to earn my keep. I just did what I did to reply upon myself. Number four is, and this is a much more eloquent way than what I said earlier, but give a hand up to those in need, but insist they rely on their own abilities too, as much as they can. Yeah, man, and, th- and this is the struggle for me, you all, just to be quite frank with you. The struggle is we need to help people, and I love helping people, but we cannot let them wallow in their own self-misery. We must find people to come out, get help people get out of their misery, and help them in the best way that we can. Don't throw the bone to them down in the hole. Pull them out of the hole. So that is vitally important. And number five, the last thing I'm going to discuss now is fear not. Don't fear what's coming, and that's part of this too. I'm not fearing what's going to happen with the revolution because I think many aspects of it, they're going to kill and maim and wound one another. My concern is before that is all done, they're going to start maiming and killing and hurting a lot of other people that have nothing to do with this revolution as we've seen already, but I think it's going to get bigger. That's why I'm trying to do my part to head it off before all that happens. But just don't fear. Don't live in a state of fear. If you're actually in the business of doing something, getting something done, making it work, doing whatever you can, then it'll come out in the end. And if you're a faithful person, uh, particularly in a religious faith, then pray. Do everything you can to pray. But at the same time, put legs to your prayers. Don't let your prayers, if you're a praying person, don't let your prayers just be a a one-way street of you talking. Do some listening and then put some legs to it and get something done. Don't sit around on your laurels. So even though I feel awkward with this topic and I don't feel as if I'm an expert because I'm not, I'm sharing what I can. That's me putting legs to what it is that I, what I feel is important. So, if you're interested in some other things, and some other reading, the first thing I can recommend to you is read the Constitution of the United States of America. Read it. Check it out. If you haven't done that in your past, if you've been a while since you've done it, then you need to do it again. Uh, check it out. Uh, that has no room for us to do what it is that these Marxists want us to do. Uh, here's some other reading resources for you. Go check out Marxists. That's a plural, s at the end, .org marxist.org as well as here's a couple more resources for you. Psychology as Religion, the Cult of Self-Worship. That's a really good book. Um, That's, yeah, that's, that's interesting. And then uh, dig into Skousen's book. That's S-K-O-U-S-E-N, The Naked Communist. This will give you an idea. And again, I'm not wanting you to become a communist or Marxist, obviously, but, if you want to know how to defeat the enemy, you need to understand the enemy's mindset to a degree. Just be careful. Don't get too far down the rabbit hole. I want you to come back. I want you to help me pull some of these people out of these holes and do what we can to make sure that our survival is, is there for us so that we can continue this, this country that we live in. So with that said, this has been Craig Cottle, Director of Nature Alliance School co-host of the survival show podcast main man of the manly musings thanks for joining me check out the sponsors in the description and until next time keep it simple be positive and stay sharp